listening to the podcast, A Resonant Life, produced by The Time Is Now Productions. I am Mike Thompson, your host and reflector-in-chief. In this podcast, we will discuss experiences and insights from living a life devoted to uncovering the authentic self and finding fulfilling purpose from the past, the present, and the future. This podcast is a product of my life and experience, and I'll share my opinions. Opinions between people are various, and we don't all need to hold the same ones. But it is fun to hear the opinions of others as it gives us an opportunity to freshen up our own. If you enjoy and gain insight from listening, please subscribe and share. If you have questions, please email them. And as always, nothing you hear here is a proscription or a prescription. It is a discussion of life and life's internal and external experiences. So let's get to it. Welcome. Welcome to episode 15 of A Resonant Life. I'm so glad you're listening today, and I hope that today's topic will engage and intrigue and lead you to take positive action in your daily life. So let's keep working to move forward on our project of uncovering and revealing our authentic selves. Today, I'm going to ask you to engage with me in a thought experiment. And after the thought part, we'll devise the action part. So first, the context, our current world. Here's a sort of a a take on that. To achieve success in society, the conventional wisdom and current mores suggest that we must set concrete goals, including goals for our careers and how to advance our careers. Goals for building wealth and acquiring the possessions we crave. Goals for family, to create our own families and also encouraging and helping our family members to succeed in the same way. Goals for health, for fitness. And goals to generate a positive reputation, even fame, to create and promote a personal brand for ourselves. Let's call it a branded life. So success seems to be framed as effectively making ourselves a product and a product which not only possesses, but radiates wealth, influence, fame, and happiness. This is a generalization, but I think we can agree that this is a take. So this kind of success, this definition of success serves and perpetuates our current political, social, and economic systems. And many, many people are happy to live their life this way, and that's wonderful. But from a Buddhist perspective, the happiness derived from a branded life, as we're calling it, this is temporary. It's ephemeral. It cannot cannot be sustained. Chasing after material success is an endless cycle. There's never enough. Ever. And there's always the worry of losing what we have. So if we have to fend off losing what we have while endlessly trying to increase what we have, 
We are in an emotional boom-bust cycle of euphoria, followed by fear, anxiety, or depression. It's an emotional roller coaster, and one where we remain inwardly focused, self-focused, self-centered. And this way of living is part of the human condition. It is driven by our primal drives, our instinctual drives, our DNA. And that doesn't mean, though, that we're powerless to change. We can change our lives. We can change our futures even, for the better. This is in our power. This is something we can do. And this is part of our project. So, the Buddha. The Buddha taught 2,500 plus years ago that our suffering arises from our actions under the influence, the control of what he called the three poisons. Traditionally, the three poisons are identified as greed, anger, and delusion. For our modern world, let's update these concepts a, a bit. Um, greed, greed is essentially our perpetual hunger for stuff. We want things. We want status and relationships. We want love, security, companionship. We want fun, excitement, challenge. We're hungry. And like a, a suckling infant who sleeps after eating a momentary satisfaction, we'll wake up hungry again and again and again. Just goes on. The second poison, anger, we can think of this as is being irked, irritated, and even irrational. We don't get what we want, we get irked. We don't get our way, we get irritated. Even pissed off. So let's call this one pissed off. Anger is pissed off. This is the poison. We're wronged by someone, we get irritated, maybe begin to actively dislike them, even maybe even hate them. There are people in our lives that we really don't like. It's True of everybody, right? We disagree with someone and then we name and shame them. They are the problem, not me. They're keeping me from getting what I want, keeping me from my success, keeping me from what is mine, my due. That's pissed off. So the third poison, delusion. This is the key one, really. It's the one that all others sort of flow from. It is what defines us and is the ultimate cause of the roller coaster nature of our lives. It is not seeing our own or anyone else's authentic self. So let's call this poison clueless. So we've got hungry, pissed off, and clueless. So if you're at the point of your life where you find yourself asking, is this all there is? Or asking, is this who or what I thought I would become? Then this discussion is a great start to changing the feeling of dissatisfaction behind those questions, those sort of internal dialogue questions about expressing doubt about who and what we are and what we've become at a particular point in time. It's a great start to ask not only one of satisfaction, but 
trying to discover joy as we awaken from being controlled by these three poisons, by being controlled by hunger, being pissed off, and being clueless. So being under the influence, controlled by the three poisons, you're in what Buddhism calls samsara. And this is the cycle of birth, living, aging, and dying. And with reincarnation, rinse, recycle, repeat, doing it all over again, and again, and again, for eternity. But let's leave reincarnation out of this discussion for now and focus just on the cycle we're in today. Samsara is basically a cosmic rut. And this fits well with what the current or the flow, the vibe of modern society and culture want from us, to perpetuate the cycle of accumulation and pursuit and remaining just discontent enough to keep at it, to keep acquiring, to keep aspiring, to keep wishing and comparing and competing over and over the cosmic rut, never finding sustained satisfaction and happiness. In my own life, the first time I I think I've bumped up against this a number of different times, but the first time I recall feeling this way and asking myself, what the hell am I doing and what the hell am I? I was in my mid-30s and I was hitting the wall in my career, burned out. A long relationship was coming to an end, probably my fault. And I realized I was at a fork in the road of my life where I had unfulfilled aspirations, unfulfilled dreams and goals, things I had wanted to do in my life, achieve, I guess. And I realized that if I kept on the trajectory that I was on at that time, those dreams, those aspirations never would be fulfilled. At that point, I'd finished graduate school that was supposed to launch a new career path for me. But at the end of that exercise to get out of my cosmic rut, I realized that really I was just doing a variation on the same old thing. So I bailed out of that too. There was a change, but it was the same cycle. So I had to kind of just get rid of it all, throw it all up because I felt hopeless. I felt powerless. I felt stuck. And I was fearful for my economic security. I was a mess. What do you do? You don't want to do what you're doing, but you don't know what you're supposed to be doing and how are you going to make a living? And Right? That's part of the nature of the cosmic rut. The through line in all of this, the through line in all of this sense of wondering what you're doing, where you're going, who you are, who you've become, the through line in being under the control of the three poisons, being hungry, being pissed off, being clueless. The through line in this is self-reference, self-centeredness, inward-focused, self-focused. I am hungry. I want. I'm pissed off, and I want to do better than you. And I'm clueless about how to do anything else than this over and over again. I, 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 my brand, my lifestyle, my goals, my ambitions, my, 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 my. So pulling back the frame like this, we can see how maybe to break this cycle of being under control of the three poisons, 
being self-referential, self-centered in that. To break that cycle is to change the focus. And it requires conscious effort, hard effort, determined effort, the repeated application of intention and mind hacks. It's training. Buddhists call it practice. Practice is kind of a perfect word. So we don't need to be so formal. We can simply call it focusing on others rather than ourselves. It seems, it seems so simple and obvious, doesn't it? Nah, no, not exactly. All of our instincts are pushing us to thrive, to compete or cooperate. And if cooperating to compete with other cooperative groups, we compete alone or we work in a group to compete with others. Does this sound familiar? Does this sound like our world? Hungry, pissed off, and clueless. This is the cycle. So to begin to climb out of this cycle, to wake up to a different way of living and being in the world, we need to override our instincts. But, but, what about what society wants of us? What about success? What about our brand, our careers, our educations, our families? Can we do both of these things without one being sacrificed? Can we do this practice of breaking the cycle while still maintaining this other life of brand, success? Before exploring that, let's address the first challenge. Take things step by step. Awakening from the cycle we're in. Uncover our authentic selves. Our goal, our intention can be summed up as becoming a person others miss. Becoming a person others rely upon. Becoming a person others want to be around. I think we've talked about this in almost every episode. And in each one, coming at it from different angles. So you can see, it is the foundation of our project of uncovering our authentic self. How do we become a person others miss? First step, we focus our hearts, minds, best intentions, and actions on helping others. Focus on being a help and a support without condition or distinction. Does that sound overwhelming? Yes, absolutely. The world is enormous, and the number of people in need are uncountable, even in our own circles. The need can be overwhelming, can feel overwhelming. So we start where we are and with those whom we're with our immediate family members, our close colleagues and teams, our closest friends. So we have, this is the group of people we'll initially focus on in this practice, in this endeavor. And even, even if that seems too much and overwhelming, choose one person, just one, and practice with that person of helping. Going against our instincts acting consciously in the interest of others requires conscious effort. 
It requires intention. A good way to do this is to have a short prayer or mantra that we can start the day out with and repeat throughout the day as frequently as possible. The one I use is usually, generally, this. And I say it almost as soon as I wake up and I try to repeat it throughout the day. It's, I will use all the blessings of my life to be of help to others. These blessings are not mine to keep. I am their steward and will share them. So that's what I repeat to myself. If you want to keep it shorter, if shorter is better for you, just simply affirm and intend, I will help in every way I can. I will help in every way I can. Nice, short, sweet mantra. Prayer. However you want to think of it. And really, it doesn't matter how long or short the prayer or mantra is. What matters is that it is meaningful and motivating to you and reminds you of your intention to be of help to others. When you are intentionally helping others, a bunch of things start to happen. Essentially, you begin to create miracles. First, you are creating the conditions for others to find happiness and contentment. You are a cause of happiness in others and, by extension, peace. We're often overwhelmed by the idea of how do we create global peace. We do it in our immediate, immediate circles, and that ripples out. Secondly, you are retraining your mind, spiritually polishing away the grime of instinct that leads you to dissatisfaction. Think of a rough stone and your actions of being selfless and determined to help smooths that stone and makes it shiny, uncovers what is really there. Thirdly, the three poisons of hunger, being pissed off and being clueless, they begin to dissolve, to dissolve away, having less and less dominance in your heart and mind. You begin to, you begin to wake up. And as you wake up, your intention can grow stronger and you spiritually shine and that shine attracts others to you. You begin to become a person others miss a person others want to be around and rely upon. To be someone others miss means to be a person who generates happiness and opportunities to find happiness for others. It means to be someone who reaches out to help, to assist, and someone who does so without wanting anything in return, unconditionally, unconditionally. So what does this life look like? What if you are in the same career, job, or position you have now? Instead of focusing on cultivating or worrying and fretting about your reputation, income, wealth, success, whatever, instead of worrying about all of that, what if you focused instead on becoming a perfect helper, a perfect help for those around you? Would anything actually change other than your intention, your heart, and your mind? 
Would you no longer be able to do your job successfully? I don't think so, no. You could continue to succeed in your job. Would you go broke? Of course not. How could you go broke? Being a perfect help doesn't require giving away any money or resources other than time and attention, regard and interest, sincerity and compassion. Would your reputation suffer? Your standing diminish? Would you become an outcast and be scorned by those who respect you now? Doesn't seem likely because some of those you worry that might scorn you might very well be the recipients of your help, of your regard, attention, and sincerity. You will still be doing your job, whatever that is. You will still continue to be the person that you are. You will still be a loving brother, sister, parent, child, whatever, a reliable colleague. You'll still be going along as you were. It is just that your mind that is focused differently. Your heart that is engaged. It is your intention, your heart, and your mind. We discussed being other-centered. Being a help unconditionally. Now let's touch on doing so without distinction. Doing so without distinction means that to keep your intention to be of help and do so for everyone. You do it for everyone. You don't pick and choose. You don't determine who is worthy, eligible, worthwhile. Having the intention to be a help without distinction and doing so intentionally has the psychological and spiritual benefit of reminding you that you have an infinite supply of help to offer, a bottomless well of blessings. It is an acknowledgement that the blessings of your life are not yours to hoard, but are to be shared with others. By sharing them out without distinction, you become a blessing factory. There is no end. It wasn't that long ago when I was in a job. It was a good job, a nice career that I enjoyed, and I was good at it. But I was feeling a bit bored. I was under-challenged. I was feeling mm, not fully used, utilized, I guess. And so I made an aggressive plan for advancement and career shift, and I pursued it with great energy and focus. And I was in the finals for several exciting positions. So I sought out some spiritual advice about this, like which one to choose, if I should get offers, um, was I going the right direction in the first place, etc., etc. The advice was this. Why did I want to throw away the emotional and intellectual space I had in my current position? Space that allowed me to help others, to be a role model and be active in my community. The new jobs, they would take up more time, more energy, more intellectual energy for what? To satisfy ambition? So instead of being able to be a full person in my current situation, I would take all that space and it would all get channeled towards succeeding in the new position. That was some advice to think about and it took me a long time to really sort through it. But most importantly, 
I realized then that I did have an enormous blessing that I hadn't recognized and hence wasn't using. It was space. Time, energy, and space to focus on others in ways I hadn't done before. And that was my wake-up call. So earlier on, I asked if one can continue to cultivate personal brand and career and success while still focusing on being a help and awakening to becoming a person others miss? And I believe the answer is absolutely. In fact, your brand will become better than you could have ever planned. And your success will flow from that. Your brand will be that you are a person who helps, who is relied upon, and who others miss and want to be around. And this, this is its own success. Never forget, as you work on becoming altruistic and helpful with all of your actions, thoughts, and intentions, as you awaken to this authentic self with infinite blessings to share, you become not just free of the three poisons yourself, but a guide to others, a signpost for others towards a life that is that has more abiding, sustained happiness and joy. No matter what material circumstances people may be in, happiness and joy can be found within, nurtured, cultivated, and shared with others. This is one of the esoteric mysteries that is hiding in plain sight if we just wake up, look, and act. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have something to take away from our discussion today, and I hope you go forward continuing to uncover your authentic self and finding new and surprising wellsprings of happiness and joy to share with others. All the best. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, please subscribe and share. If you'd like to share your own experience, thoughts, or ask a question, please send an email to mike at resonant.social. With gratitude, theme music is courtesy of Stock Audios, distributed by Pixabay. A Resident Life is a podcast from the Time Is Now Productions. 